Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning, Patrick. How's it going? Pretty good, Jeff. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. So, have you watched the trailer for the Meg 2 yet? Not yet. I have not yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so, actually surprised there is a Meg 2. I'm not. It made money. It, yeah. I'm not. And this movie just doubles down on the ridiculousness of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, it just made me laugh. It's, it's just so over the top. Uh, bless. But, uh, anyways, that's kind of beside the point. It just, I was thinking about it and just thinking about how silly that movie looks. Yeah. But of course, I'm going to be there because it's going to be just good summer popcorn fun. True. Can you believe we are legit in the, I mean, pretty much we're in the summer, summer movie blockbusters already. Yep, because yep, this week we got a big one. I mean, <laughs> Big and the well, one of the biggest, yeah. one of the biggest, at least in our, you know, eyes. that's right. Because Fast X or Ten it will be uh, dropped this Friday, which yeah, so excited for. I love the very little that I've seen of this movie so far, and I am just so ready for it. And you no, know, I'm pretty I sure. I don't know if you saw my post where. It's supposed to be two more movies now. It's going to be three. Yes, sir. We're doing a trilogy. Yes. I guess they didn't want to yes. end on a, a odd number, uh, but no. they could have stopped at yeah, ten. It would have been fine. But <laughs> God, they listened to us. They, yeah. Oh my God! Thank you for thank you, Fast Sixteen, for listening to us. Then I'm appreciative. Yeah. I know you need the money, but that's not what it's about. It's about family. <laughs> and then after this, you can start spinning off. Family. <laughs> yep. There you go. <clears throat> and Statham's like, I've already started a spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a spinoff. <laughs> if. Oh, shoot. But yeah, very excited. And it's just crazy that we're already, you know, here at the end of here at the end of May. So, so. Yeah, time's just flying. It is. It is indeed. So. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, kids only got this is their last full week here in Metro Nashville, and then they only got three days. Next three and a half, I guess. Yeah, I think it's about the same. Maybe a couple extra, but yeah, it's summer. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, it's man. I remember looking forward to summer and being in school. Like now, I'm just like it's not the same as an adult as when you're kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, crap, they're going to be home. <laughs> or, oh, crap, we have to find stuff for them to do. Or eat. Uh, luckily, yours works. So, you know, job and all that. So. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, Somewhat responsible. Yeah. There she you is. go. She I is. mean, that's, sounds, that sounds like me. Yeah. Somewhat responsible. 
yeah, next Wednesday, technically last day of school. They don't have they don't have school on Tuesday, but then the last day of school is on Wednesday the twenty fourth. So, yeah, that's about it. It's crazy. Oh man, I'm pretty sure she's gonna do a lot of work in this this summer. So that'll be good. Stack up on her yeah. money. There you go. Yep. Awesome. Uh, nothing much going on here. Just it felt like a busy week. Although at, at the same time, I don't feel like we did anything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, so Grayson has this game that she plays at her gymnastics. It's called Shipwreck. They basically you uh, they shout out different motions mm-hmm. or different. They'll shut out a word, and you have to do the motion. And okay. whoever's the last one that does it um, is out, stuff like that. And they may have to do it quick. You know, they may shut them out pretty quickly. Um, <clears throat> so one of the motions is starfish, where you just kind of lay like starfish. and just Or like a snow angel, basically. It's kind of what it looks like. Um, but it was funny. So... Ruth Grayson went to the pool on Saturday and she wanted to play shipwreck in the pool. So Ruth said starfish. And then all of a sudden there's Grayson just floating. Just all of a sudden floating. Like she hasn't been able to float. She can kind of swim, mm-hmm. you know, fairly recently and she can go underwater and stuff like that, but she hasn't been able to float, which is weird. Cause as, solid as her core muscle is i'm like yep. how can you not be able to float <laughs> like that's you're just all muscle it's should be fairly easy right but all of a sudden yeah she just started floating saturday just like she'd always been doing it huh. and i said well yeah because she wasn't thinking about it she's just thinking about her game just kind of automatic she thinking about having to float. yeah she tapped so, into her floating like powers of, there you go like all of a sudden she just picked it up yeah, I'm like, all right. It's like, awesome. Now you just have to be able to swim from one end to the other end without stopping. And then you can go test, and then we don't have to get in the pool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. There you go. Like, yep. I can stay out here and chill like I want to. So having to get in there, freeze my butt off, and then get back out, and then I'm wet. and stuff. Skin all wrinkly, pruny. <laughs> yeah. <God>. Yep. <laughs> it's like, y'all just go do your thing. It's We'll just be out here. But yep, so Grayson apparently weren't out to float just all of a sudden on Saturday. And uh, that's about it. Mother's Day. Yep, we had Mother's yep. Day when we uh, went. I went and got breakfast. Came back. She opened some gifts, and then like you, like everybody does on Mother's Day, we had to go out and buy a new dryer. Mm. You know, adult sucks because our dryer works in the fact that it spins, but it doesn't heat. So we cleaned out like I've cleaned out the the uh, the vent, the hose and all that. Still not doing it. So we're like, well, it's about nine years old. So, yeah, just time. So we went and did that and then went and got some lunch and then kind of did a little bit of. Shopping went to the busiest day of TJ Maxx, other than Black Friday, apparently, 
because it was ridiculous the the line that we had to stand in. But it's all good. And then picked up York and then went and uh, went out to eat, had dinner, and then came home. And that was our night for Mother's Day. So and talked to both my mom and my stepmom on the phone. So that yeah. was cool. Yeah, that was about it. Yeah, not much going on this week. And Mother's Day, I just got a card in a book from my mom, uh, author who I didn't know she was uh, aware of. I wasn't even aware. I just was looking at the book, say, oh, this might be nice. And she knew who it was. Actually, I already started reading it. So she was appreciative of that. And then got my sister a card and money because I couldn't find her a book. But um, didn't right. do much. Just kind of didn't really do much this weekend, though. Yeah. And then Kyle didn't come this weekend because... A couple of her friends had their graduation, and then her mm-hmm. stepbrother had graduation Saturday, so they went to that. And so they had okay. over like 600 students for his high school, so it took about four hours to get through all the names. Yeah, like it's like that sounds about right. <laughs> yep, yep. But yep. other than that, pretty good weekend. Yeah, yep. awesome. That's yeah, it. nobody yep. wanted. Nobody wanted to watch Psycho for Mother's Day. So, <laughs> whatever. Bunch of prudes. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, let's get into it. Uh, trailers. Uh, Yogos Latham, Lathamus, something like that. Uh, the guy that did The Lobster. Okay. His, uh, his latest movie, Poor Things. Trailer for that starring Emma Watson dropped. It uh, it's basically not Emma Watson, Emma Stone. Sorry, wrong one. The incredible tale and fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, a young woman brought back to life by the brilliant and or unorthodox scientist Dr. Goodwin Baxter. It's supposed to be like a Frankenstein story of sorts, uh, starring Emma Stone, Margaret Qualley, Willem Dafoe, Mark Ruffalo. Christopher Abbott and Raman Yusuf, Gerard Carmichael. So that's supposed to, uh, no release date yet, but trailer looks interesting. And then next we have Reality, which is an HBO Max movie. Mm-hmm. Or soon to be, soon to just be Max. Apparently yeah. next week, I think, is when they. Start that, whatever. It's crazy. I don't sure. Just, 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 I would have gone with just HBO. As a, yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the big, I mean, Max, I'm like, well, is it HBO or is it Cinemax? I don't even know if Cinemax is still a thing, but. Right. Exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't well, know. it'll be just Max. Uh, anyways, um, reality is a, uh, is a biopic. A former American intelligence specialist was given the longest <clears throat> sentence for the unauthorized release of government information to the media about Russian interference in the 2016 United States elections via an email operation. Sidney Sweeney plays reality winner. Josh Hamilton will play Garrick and Marchant Davis plays Taylor. So this is a, uh, Directed by Tina Satter. This will be out on Mac on Max 
May 29th. Another streaming movie is Flaming Hot. Coming to HBO slash Disney Plus, which will now actually just be, I think, just Hulu. I'm sorry, Hulu slash Disney Plus. And I think it's just going to wind up being Hulu because Disney Plus's stuff, I think, is just moving over there. Yeah, or something like something that. Going it's, on. it's something yeah. like that where it's Some all going to just be one. Yeah, just yeah. one package. And I think they're going to cut content too. I'm like, well, I mean, everybody's kind of, I guess they're either. Either they're going to cut it and spread it out, or they're going to put some stuff in their vault, and then you can't access it anymore. I've heard different just, things. Yeah. Yeah. Which all of it's just stupid, because if you're paying for access to all of the stuff, then why wouldn't you just make it available? Yeah. Cause, or if you're but, not going to have it on your streaming service, rent it out for other people yep. like everybody else. Yep. Just, do, do licensing. Just yeah. license it out. Otherwise, I'm just going to start cutting streaming and just go back to buying movies yeah. digitally and then whatever. Yeah. But whatever. Um, Flaming hot. This is the inspiring true story of Richard Montagne, Mont- who as a Frito-Lay janitor disrupted the food industry by channeling his Mexican heritage to turn flaming hot Cheetos from a snack into an iconic global pop culture phenomenon. Uh, starring Tony Shalhoub, Dennis Haysbert, Matt Walsh, uh, Emilio Rivera, Pepe Serna, uh, Vanessa Martinez, Andy Gonzalez, and Bryce Gonzalez. This will come to those streaming services, or collective, whatever, uh, yeah. June 9th. So... And it is directed by Eva Longoria. So, yes, All that right. Eva Longoria. Yeah. And let's see here. Next, we have Letitia Wright's uh, latest movie called Surrounded. Uh, former Buffalo soldier Mo Washington travels west to lay claim on a gold mine. After her stagecoach is ambushed, Mo is tasked with holding a dangerous outlaw captive. It must survive the day when the bandit's gang tries to free him. Looks like it's coming out June 20th. A Western. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Donovan. Uh, Jeffrey Donovan, Jamie Bell, Letitia Wright, uh, Michael K. Williams, Brett Gelman. Yeah, good cast. Directed by Anthony Mandor. And then, lastly, as previously spoken, the Meg 2 <laughs> trailer is out. Uh, that'll drop August 4th. So the Meg 2 colon The Trench. The Trench. All right. <laughs> I think that's technically what Aquaman 2 was supposed to be. Well, it's supposed to bar. It's not going to be called that, but I think it's based on that trade of Aquaman. So. Mm-hmm. That Jeff Johns wrote, so, yeah. Or was it? No, not Jeff Johns. Uh, Scott Snyder wrote that one, I think. It didn't matter. One of the two. They're both brilliant writers. So, um, during one of the movies I'm talking about, there was a trailer mm-hmm. called The Haunting in Venice, which is based on uh, Agatha Christie. Yeah. Um, 
So in post World War II Venice, uh, whatever is Peru or Peru, <laughs> yeah, Peru. Um, now retired and living in his own exile, reluctantly attends a seance. But when one of the guests is murdered, it is up to the former detective to once again uncover the killer. So, and it stars uh, oh, yeah. Kelly Riley, Michelle Yeoh, mm-hmm. Kenneth Branagh, of course, reprising his role as Detective mm-hmm. Perot, Hercule, um, Jamie Dornan, Tina Fey, and yeah, another murder mystery. You know, I like murder there you mysteries. Go. Yep. And and it's got a horror element this time. Nice. Well, and so, because I really loved uh, Murder on the Nile. Mm-hmm. That still is my favorite of the two that he's done. But the more times I go back and watch Orient Express, I grow to like it more. Yeah. But Murder on the Nile still, of those two, is still, I think, done better. I don't know. But. Maybe it's because he's finally, you know, he's got his footing, you know, his you know, how to do these things and or how to film it properly and tone and pacing, you know, it was just so much better the second right. time. Uh, but yeah, it yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. There's a lot of people in it, just like there have been the other two. So I am, yeah, I'm all for it. September fifteenth. Okay. Just wrote yep. that one down. Okay, awesome. All right, my friend, you go first this week. All right. <clears throat> first movie I'll talk about, I checked out Unwelcome, mm-hmm. which you can rent it on Prime Video for like three bucks or buy it for ten. Uh, this originally was released March 14th of this year. has a runtime of an hour and 44 minutes. Directed by John Wright. And stars Hannah John Kamen as Maya, Douglas Booth as Jamie, and Colm Meany as Daddy Waylon. So it follows that a married sound, couple. Yeah. Just, it, that just doesn't sound good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll maybe touch yep, on that. You'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, don't sound right. Um, it follows married couple Maya and Jamie as they escape their urban nightmare to the tranquility of rural Ireland, only to discover malevolent murderous goblins lurking in the garden, in the gnarled ancient wood at the foot of their new garden. So oh God, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, Oh, you said goblins. So it's not goblins. gnomes. Yeah. So, um, so you have married couple, Maya and Jamie, who've been trying to get, you know, have a baby, but they haven't had success. So it starts off with Maya in the bathroom doing the pregnancy test and kind of reminded me of how Evil Dead Rise started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> main character in that was doing the same thing, found out she's pregnant. And so while they're waiting for the results, they're just kind of going over, you know, just what they've gone through to get to this point. So they do find out that they are having a child and they're happy. So Jamie goes to the convenience store across the street to get you know, some non-alcoholic bubbly so they can celebrate. Gotcha. And so there are three kind of, I guess, uh, sketchy individuals outside of the mark. And yeah. they're trying to have a conversation with Jamie, but he's not having none of it. He's just real kind of standoffish and just wants to go in and get this bubbly and get back. And so yeah. when he comes back out, 
they start harassing him some more. And he just he lets them know, like, hey, because you know, they're making comment about him coming out with the bottle. Like, oh, you must right. have money. You got the big bubbly like that. And it's like, no, it's just non-alcoholic wine for my wife. She's pregnant. We're celebrating. And just tells right. him to bug off, basically. So they don't like that too much. <laughs> so um, Maya heads back to the bathroom. And Jamie comes back. And they're talking. And then she hears a scuffle going on. So these these gentlemen, these these individuals broke into the house. Starts beating up Jamie, and Maya gets on her phone, starts calling the police. But before she yeah. can finish the call, she gets pulled out of the bathroom, and they, they attack her as well. So they both get roughed up pretty bad. Um, we see that Jamie is more passive; he's not really yeah. aggressive. But Maya, she grabs a knife and kind of has a standoff with the three, and she kind of, you know, they want to jump her, but then they hear police sirens in the background, so they take off running. And um, kind of we fast forward to the rural Ireland, where they move mm-hmm. into their new home, which happens to be the home of Jamie's aunt, who recently passed, and she left the house to them. And so, you know, pretty convenient that this happens, so they get away from their environment and they have a house to go to. So right. things kind of work out for them. Um, so a friend of the family is kind of giving them a brief history of, you know. Um, Jamie's aunt passed, but first her husband passed because of uh, pneumonia. They had a child, also died of pneumonia, then she finally passed away. But then they, she goes over how old school Jamie's aunt is about um, keeping with tradition. So she goes and shows them a garden in their backyard and there's a door. And so Jamie's like, so do we... So Jamie used to visit when he was a kid, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. So he asked whether or not they own the woods that's behind this door. And she explains that, you know, it's probably good not to go back there because uh, his aunt believed that there were goblins that lived there. And so, you know, first he's like, Oh, you talking about like leprechauns said, no, no, not leprechauns. You know, it's little people, but they're goblins, but they go by the name of red caps. And so to kind of keep the peace between them, his aunt would always leave like a blood offering and the little opening on the side of the wall you know, they kind of creeped out about that. It's like, well, you know, not like literal blood. You can just get like a piece of little raw liver, yeah. leave it there, and things should be good. So Maya says, okay, I'll let that be my thing. I'll make sure I do that every night. So things are good. Um, as far as the house goes, they have a roof that needs to be fixed. Jamie says he'll take care of it. Maya's like, no, you won't. You know, you're not you're not capable of doing that. Basically just yeah. kind of seeing the difference. Like, she's he's, he's not... I guess it's kind of a role reversal. Not as handy. Yeah, yeah. he's not handy. Maya's pretty capable. He's not. It's kind of a weird gotcha. dynamic they have. Yeah. So they end up finding some people to fix the roof, which are the Waylands, which is the father and his three kids, adult children, um, two older kids. And he has like a son who's kind of reminded me of, let's see, um, was it uh, Holdor in um, yes. Game of Thrones? He kept like the same yes. same size, but he's kind of he's a little slow. Yeah. But they're there to that, fix. It actually is Hodor, actually. That's what. Okay. Yeah. That explains. No, that <laughs> but, but so um, yes, yeah, very much familiar like that. <laughs> yes. Um. So they're kind of weird, and the father insists that Maya calls him daddy. He says everybody calls him daddy, and he just insists on it. <laughs> and it's just they're both you know Jamie and Maya are like, okay, it's weird. Like why, <laughs> you know. But um, the interesting thing is, 
there was going to be some time before they actually start on the roof, but they wake up the next morning with hearing sounds in their house. They go down and it's them just yeah. starting their work. And, you know, Jamie's like, well, it'd be cool to get a call before you came here because, you know, we're trying to rest and yeah. all this going on. But two of the kids are acting weird. The son, the I guess the, the older son is flirting with wife and the daughter is flirting with him, Jamie. So it's kind of a weird kind of yeah. dynamic. And then also the dad wanted to be called daddy. <laughs> so, you know, they kind of brush it off like, hey, you know, we can't find anybody else to do this. We looked up on them. Yeah. We're cool. Yeah. Um, so they end up going to a local bar, a pub. And when they walk in, the people are kind of me mugging them, like just looking at them weird. And then the the lady from before kind of yells out something. And everybody starts cheering and, you know, just kind of breaks the ice, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that's just how they yeah. greet new people. They don't know. I guess. But then, yeah. Well, especially if it's a small community, too. That's most. Yeah. They're like, you look. Yeah. You're not from around here. We don't like you. Yes. <laughs> we don't know what to think of you. So the woman asked Maya what she left out as her offering. And so Maya mm-hmm. says, oh, she forgot, but she'll make sure she does it tonight. Yeah. You know, and, you know, the old lady kind of chastises her about it because, you know, it's, it's serious that you do this. Like you have one job. If you just do this yeah. one thing, you're good. <laughs> and so but Maya explains to her that what happened to them in their old home where they got, you know, beaten up by some people that broke in. And because the woman offered to do it. You know, it's like, I'll just come in and do it for you so you don't have to worry about it. But Maya yeah. tells her, like, no, we got it. And basically, she just didn't want to have any fear of anybody being in their property. Yeah. You know, it's just very protective. Yep. So they get confronted by a drunk man. When he learns that the Waylands are doing the roofing, you know, he kind of chastises it or kind of questions their decision to use them. But you know, kind of, you know, he's drunk. So whatever he says, it's just not taken serious. Um, but because of Maya's not leaving out an offering, weird things start happening. Like the old man ended up dead. So okay. that's kind of the result of her action. But um, then things start getting weird with the Waylands. They're like tampering with their stuff and stealing things and just not being really good at their job. Yeah. You know, um, and then from there, things just keep getting weird. Um, the old man had a dog, and Maya ends up going through the door, finding the dog. She stumbles up on stumbles onto some small little hut, probably where the goblins yeah. live and whatnot. But she doesn't go far because she starts. She gets creeped out. She's like, "Nah, I'm not. I'm not going in." Even though she stuck, she sticks her head through the door, mm-hmm. sees like these spiral stairs that lead down. But she's like, "No, nah, I'm leaving. I'm leaving." Um. But it, it it kind of from this point it starts getting kind of eighties campyish in a way. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean it's got some good horror elements, but it's more I guess campy in some ways with when they show finally yeah. show the goblins. Um as far as the red cap goblins, they said they weren't they're not puppets. Uh they're played by actors Paul Warren, Rick Warden, and stunt performers, all wearing costumes, practical goblin heads. And um, according to the director, they were shot on double size sets, which give them the illusion of people who are half size. And rather than using animatronics to animate mm-hmm. the heads, they added CGI motion capture faces, which they okay. look pretty cool. Like first I thought it was like, um, remember that old movie Mac and Me, which is kind of like mm-hmm. the E.T. knockoff. <laughs> I thought they were going to look like that, but oh, okay. a little more, a little, little creepier, maybe kind of cute, but kind of creepy. Um. 
yeah, things just get weird with family and all these other things. And it was interesting to say the least, kind of a different take on horror creepy gnomes or I mean goblins and yeah. whatnot. Right. And then just seeing how, in a way, I was questioning, like, why are Jamie and Maya together? Because he's not really protecting her. It's more like he's, she's protecting him type deal. Yeah. But um, overall, it's it decent. Okay. <laughs> decent movie. Yeah. Um, it, so it, it was reminding me, York introduced me to this show called Hilda that's on Netflix. And it's about uh, an 11 year old girl who grew up with her mother in a cabin on the edge of the woods near the walled in city of Trollberg. Mm-hmm. Over the course of the series, she and her dear fox uh, twig, later accompanied by an elf named Alfer and friends David and Frida, go on a number of adventures. Uh, interacting with and befriending the mysterious animals, people, and spirits that live in and around the city of Trollberg. So the reason why it made me think of this, there's a specific episode, I'm trying to see if I can remember which one. Um, oh, yeah, it's a, literally the second episode. The Midnight Giant. Uh, mm-hmm. Hilda negotiates with the Elf King and meets a giant in an attempt to save her home because the... Uh, in the first episode, she's trying to find out who was attempting to evict her from her home, and she finds out that there's these small little uh, small little elves that have like houses that they can't see because they're so small. Mm-hmm. So they keep trying to do stuff in their house to try and get them to to get her and her mom to leave. Yeah, and it's just uh, these tiny little things you, know, you don't see until you know, the adventure continues and all that. It's, it's, it's a very cute show. Um, I would actually, we haven't, I wonder why we haven't watched it in a while, actually, but there's like 26 episodes. It came out in like 2018 or something. Animation's fun, whimsical. It's good. Um, okay. I would recommend, um, I'd, I mean, anybody could watch it. It's not just for kids. Yeah. Okay. They kind of remind me of that a little bit, uh, just minus the door, I guess, leading to the huts and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Uh let's see here. Oh. Perfect for Mother's Day. <laughs> Not psycho, actually. Um <laughs> which or most perfect, but whatever. I watched <laughs> I watched The Mother on Netflix that dropped May twelfth. It's rated R. Uh came out well, came out Friday. While fleeing from dangerous assailants, an assassin comes out of hiding to protect her daughter she left earlier in life. It's like the most basic of synopsises. Yeah. Literally a one-sentence synopsis. Hmm. Uh, so Jennifer Lopez was, I guess, like a trained assassin, but then she was trying to flee these people trying to come after her, and... Uh, Joseph Fiennes plays Adrian, who's was, I guess, trying to trying to take her out, and she ended up taking down all these assassins while she was, you know, trying to getting ready to give birth to a baby, and ended up basically some an area of this building blew up, which she thought she killed Adrian just to come back and find out later that he did not. He did not die in that fire. Uh, she gets, you know, they race her to the hospital in the most Hollywood of ways. 
they she has the baby. Mm-hmm. She is fine. The baby's fine. Uh, and then Edie Falco kind of more or less has a cameo and plays the SAIC special agent, not uh, special agent in charge. Uh, Eleanor Williams basically comes in and says, you are not fit to have this child and basically takes the baby from her. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know. To me, she sounds like she's the most fit because she was able to protect the baby <laughs> and her right. and herself while in labor, taking out these dudes. To me, she sounds like the most capable person to protect this kid. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so she, uh, so she ends up like moving to Alaska and uh, out in this cabin out in the wilderness. Uh, John's J O N S played by Paul Racy is like her friend that she was someone she was friends with that helps her get set up and get her supplies that she needs. And the entire time she's just trying to, she's basically living off the land, but also honing her, her skills, you know, just Mm -hmm. training, just training, just training. And she later finds out her daughter gets kidnapped or there's people coming after her daughter. And where it gets to her, so then by her friend, uh, by her friend Cruz, played by Amari Hardwick, who the when I first saw him, like, is that Michael J. White? Because they kind of they do kind of favor each other a little bit. I was like, then he starts talking. I go, nope, not him. All right, cool. And then I'm like, I do recognize him. Where do I know? And then it's like, oh, it's Amari Hardwick. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. And. uh I had a Samara weaving Margot Robbie moment. <laughs> it happens when you have it happens. actors that favor each other. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so anyways, she, he, you know, gets word to her that there are people coming after, you know, that maybe all the people that she faced off some, you know, 12 years ago were coming back. And so her daughter ends up, she tries to, fend off her daughter getting kidnapped who she hasn't seen mm. since a baby, but she's had pictures, you know, and stuff like that have been sent to her. So her daughter, Zoe played by Lucy uh, pays has since, you know, has a new fan, you know, has a F family, you know, she's never known her real mother. And so she gets kidnapped her. And so, and Jennifer Lopez in the entire movie is only known as the mother. She has no real name. And so Cruz is and Cruz and the mother are are now in on a mission to go, you know, rescue her daughter and basically as she put it, kill everybody inside on the you know, in the process. Mm-hmm. So she tries to go all John Wick, you know. Except no animals were injured. Um, That's good. but she goes after him and just, you know, they, you have, you know, again, uh, other cameos show up in this movie. Gael Garcia Bernal is also in it. Like I said, Paul Racy, Yvonne, Sinet Jones. And uh, yeah, so it, it's not a bad movie. Um, she never tell it's one of those, like she doesn't want to, whenever she rescues her the first time. Um, she, 
she didn't tell her that she's her mom. She, they kept asking her, what's, you know, who are you? What's, why are you doing this? You know, who are you? Yeah. And, you know, she's, I don't know if Jennifer Lopez is just being cold because she's trying not to get close or try and have Zoe get close. So the, it's kind of a weird interaction. Mm-hmm. And so she brings her back to her cabin to help, you know, try and keep her safe. And of course they don't get along because Zoe wants to get back to her real mom. <coughs> and so they, and of course, Adrian's coming back and with his team and somehow they find out where she's at. And it's, it's not a bad movie. It's definitely one that's made for streaming. Mm-hmm. But uh, as I sent you sent you <laughs> sent uh, in the text I sent to you, the mother, it's it's not as good as peppermint, but it's OK. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think it's as good as kidnapped the Halle Berry one. I think that one's still pretty good this one's fine it's it's a fine movie it's just i there aren't any action scenes that made me go oh my god this is amazing yeah or anything like that there's just nothing i hate saying special about it but it was an entertaining movie it just kind of a by the numbers type of action movie Okay. But I mean, Jennifer Lopez was fine. Like the acting was fine, and it was just very formulaic, I guess. And I had sworn I'd already seen this movie five, six years ago. Which, yeah, like you said, yeah. when you when you text the the mother, it was a movie you're going to watch. I'm like, wasn't this made with the other Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, <laughs> that's no, that, that's, that was Mother. This is no, 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 no. That's Mother. Because there was an yeah. exclamation point at the end. Ah. Uh, okay. Stand corrected. <laughs> you could say corrected as well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's on Netflix. It's an hour and 55 minutes if you want. Um, I guess it's rated R for violence. There's really not much else. But, and then the violence is kind of. Okay. So, go from Jennifer Lopez. The one movie I did watch in the theater, I went, watched Hypnotic with Ben Affleck. <laughs> huh, the other half. Yes, the other half. <laughs> so this came out uh, this past Friday. Hour and 34 minutes runtime, or 32 minutes. So it's good, good 90 minutes. Directed by Robert Rodriguez. And stars Ben Affleck, uh, Alice Braga, J.D. Pardo. Uh, Halla Finley, uh, Deo Okinigi, uh, Jeff Fahey, and Jackie Earl Haley, and William Thickner. So this is about a detective who investigates a mystery involving his missing daughter and a secret government program. So it starts off with a therapy session that Detective Danny Warwick is in, and he's going over his daughter who got abducted four years prior. And this meeting is kind of determined whether or not he's fit to go back to active duty. Gotcha. And as stated in the trailer, he's like, oh, this is the one thing that keeps him sane. <laughs> so staying active is helping him. So he gets picked up by his partner, Nix, and they got intel about a robbery of a, of a um, safety deposit box at a bank. So they're heading there. 
and they end up in a surveillance van. So as they're watching, also as they show in the trailer, there's a man who sits down the bench and a woman sits next to him. He says to her, oh, it's a scorching hot day, you know, whatnot. You know, he she he lends she lends him a, a lighter, but he says these words and then walks off with a lighter. And then um, Danny says she recognizes for some reason the lady, the, the, the guy seems like someone he knows, like he's seen before. looks familiar. Yeah. So as the guy's walking off, it's like, I think this might be our guy. So Danny starts walking after him. His partner's like, no, don't do it. You know, stay here. Let's just observe the situation. But Danny's insisting on following this guy. Um, then meanwhile, the woman starts stripping off for clothes because she's hot and then almost gets hit by traffic on common causes this big pile up of traffic. She doesn't get hit. <laughs> she doesn't get hit. Um, so anyway, he follows he follows the man inside the bank and one of the managers approach him. So he lies about wanting to open up a safety deposit. So takes him back to the <clears throat> to the area. And then the gentleman's like, oh, I must have forgot my keys. And it just so happens Danny swiped the keys from him without him knowing him. And so this safety deposit box is supposed to be robbed is uh, locker number 23. So he takes the keys, unlocks, unlocks it. And inside is a picture of his daughter. And inside it says, must find Dell Dell Lane or something like, you know, just some mm-hmm. weird wording on it. And so he feels like this heist has something to do with his daughter. But while he's in the lockbox area, one of the clerks who had an interaction with uh, William Fickner's character, who's Del Rain. So Del Rain basically has this ability to suggest people to do things just using keywords. Okay. And uh, they call them. And um, so he tells her, oh, it's afternoon. Basically, her shift's mm-hmm. over. She ends up going back to the safety deposit area. And Danny's trying to get her to stop doing what she's doing at gunpoint. And she doesn't stop. She just continues doing what she's doing because she's under that spell. Mm-hmm. And then there are two security officers outside that ends up coming into that area, shoots him with a shotgun. But, of course, he's got the vest on yeah. at, a, at a distance, so he's not hurt yeah. too bad. So he takes off chasing them, and the, the, the woman and the two security officers get back in the armored truck mm-hmm. and end up wrecking, crashing. Just That's the first thing they do. So then Del Rain just comes up in a wreck, takes the safety deposit box, leaves a bomb, walks off, and... Boom. <laughs> Dang. Explosion. So, <laughs> so the rain takes off. Danny's following him up to the rooftop of the garage. And once he gets there, he's approached by, well, he has his two part, two um, colleagues follow him upstairs, up the stairs to find Del rain. So as his partners approach Del rain, he says to them, like as shown in the trailer, you have the wrong person. So they turn around and aim their guns at him. <laughs> And so he's just like, okay, what's what's going on? <laughs> you know, uh, he pulls out the picture. Well, actually, Del Rain opens a deposit box. There's, it's empty. Danny's like, you're looking for this. So he starts questioning, like, what 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 do you what do you know about my daughter? Because in the case of the abduction, someone else is blamed for it. Doesn't have any recollection of ever doing it, and they haven't found the body. So of course, Danny's like, okay, my daughter must still be alive. Yeah. And so. Del Rain tries to use his keywords on Danny, but it doesn't work. And so he ends up having the two officers shoot themselves, shoot each other, gun each other down. And he jumps off the side of the building. Danny looks over, gone. Like, hmm. like how, how did he manage to do that? Unsure. 
So he ends up doing some more investigating, which leads him to Diana Cruz, who is kind of like a, uh, a psychic. Mm-hmm. And so, but from his interaction with her, he finds out that Del Rey, like her, are a hypnotic. So they have this really, they're, it's almost kind of like superheroish. <laughs> they have yeah. this ability to yeah. be, I was like, is this like a, a telepath? Like, so you know, telepaths can read minds. Hypnotics, we can give people suggestions and make them do what we do. And Del Rey is kind of like a very powerful version of that. Um, there's like a group of them that were taught these abilities. And Del Rey was like the best of the best. Like, no one was better than him, stronger than him, and whatnot. And um, so there was a gentleman there getting a reading who leaves and says he's going to sit outside because he doesn't trust Danny and whatnot. Then he gets encountered by Del Rain, who gives him a suggestion, and then he runs his motorcycle into the building. And, you know, he tells, I forgot what he said, but basically he takes himself out because there's like a spike in the floor and he just yeah. ends his life, you know. But um, I just say things aren't exactly as they seem in this movie. <laughs> you gotcha. know, it's kind of like, kind of like Inception in a way because there's times right. and he's looking and the road kind of like in Inception where the buildings are just kind of yeah moving about or Doctor Strange the mirror the mirror world yeah kinda like mirror dimension kind of like that and um it's just there's another way that there's something else it's like but I don't want to say because it kind of gives away what's yeah, really so, going on yeah, yeah um but um I will I like the movie even though it's not the best this probably should have been streaming (laughs) this is like this is this is a streaming movie but i found it interesting you know you know got somebody that's going around telling people to do things so he doesn't have to do it himself to get things done right but as you go into the movie you start to learn what's really going on and there for you it's either it either the story either falls apart or you like what you're seeing and it kind of adds to it it just gotcha but um Danny just starts learning things about himself and the situation with his daughter. And yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's, I mean, the acting is great. You know, Ben Affleck's fine with this. It's just, it's hard to talk about without spoiling. Yeah. 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 It, it does is. happen. It sucks. But, um, I mean, I like what they did. <laughs> I, it, it, it like, I like what they did. There's just certain twists and reveals that happen. That I was yeah. like, ah, oh, I found it interesting. It was like me and four other people in the theater watching it. Some people were laughing at what they saw, like, oh, this is ridiculous. But I was like, mm. it's entertaining. Like, there's no nothing boring. Yeah. There's no, there's, it's, it's entertaining. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's also ridiculous, <laughs> kind of ridiculous too. Right. But um, yeah, I guess say this is this is a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's well, not and- it's not bad. <laughs> I mean, did you find because it's Robert Rodriguez and he has a very specific style? I mean, well, he has a couple of different. He has a specific style for his kids' movies, and he has a specific style for his adult movies. And I think Mm -hmm. this is his first one since he did uh, "We Can Be Heroes," the Spike or the uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl uh, sequel. Um, Is it more? Do you see him trying to do something different with this movie than say like his action movies for adults, I guess we'll say. I mean, it is a mystery thriller. It's a little more yeah. psychological elements to it. Cause yeah. you start as you're watching, you're starting to wonder like, 
the things that Dan, that Danny's seeing, like, what is any of this even real? Is this all in yeah. his head because of the trauma of his missing daughter? Yeah. Because uh, he's really focused on that. Like, he, he feels like Del Rain has something to do with his daughter's missing because he had a picture that he was trying to get that was in a deposit box. Like, right. Why is this? Why is this here? Type deal. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but you start learning that there's a organization of people that can do mm-hmm. these things, and it's just he's just the most dangerous of them all. Uh, and then something else they mentioned that he even um he was so dangerous that he wiped his own mind and left like different things to Break. jog his memory. Kind of like so, Memento. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, you know, if he finds all these clues he left, then he'll be back at full power, then he won't be able to stop yeah. him. So that's where it kind of feels superhero-ish type deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll stop there, because then I will right. get stuff I'll... away. <laughs> okay. But I like I am kind of curious now. I, d- I yeah. did like it. Well, my... my interest is definitely peaked. Yeah. <clears throat> it's different. Right. <laughs> it's different. Well, good. So the next one I watched, I've been looking at this to possibly rent for a while, and it's never—I want to say—pulled the trigger. I think I was kind of hoping it would wind up on some streaming platform, but it didn't. So uh, I finally—I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch this because we're wasn't a whole lot that I was interested in in the theaters that we haven't already covered. Um, so. I watched Moment of Contact. It is a documentary. Yeah, big surprise. Um, it's an hour and 48 minutes long. You can find it on Amazon Prime or Apple, which is you know, iTunes. Like That's where I rented it. Uh, it is an exploration of a extraterrestrial encounters centered on a series of events in 1996 when citizens of Varinga, Brazil reported seeing a UFO crash and one or more strange creatures. So what piqued my most interest in wanting to watch this is not because it's just a UFO documentary, but it's one where they really emphasize the fact that they were going to, that they interviewed witnesses of this encounter, that they were military uh, people that they interviewed. They were going to be, eyewitnesses and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, you know, always slightly skeptical, but I'm always curious though, too. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, well, I hadn't really heard anything out of Brazil. Um, mostly just stuff from around here. So this was interesting. I kind of, you know, I wanted to check it out. Documentary is directed by James Fox. He also is kind of the lead, uh, because they're in Brazil. They also have a translator, Played, uh, who is uh, Fernanda, I think it's Pires, or maybe Pires, Pires? Uh, uh, P-I-R-E-S. So, okay. uh, the documentary itself is really well done as far as from a technical aspect in the way that they, they show kind of uh, what TV footage from that time from when these events occurred. Mm-hmm you know, uh, and photos and stuff like that. But what they really focus on in this documentary are the interviews with, uh, these three girls. Well, they're now women, but at the time, these three girls in 1996 that came across this being that was in this kind of, not really even an alley, but this area that they were walking through in the middle of this small town. And, 
they didn't notice it at first and then turn to the side and they see this thing, this being that's crouched down, these giant red eyes Mm -hmm. and uh, just really gray, oily skin. And it looked in that it looked terrified, you know, looked scared. And so, of course, they contact somebody and then the military comes in, blocks off the streets and everything. The military officer that ends up picking it up, picking up this being and carrying it back to their truck, ends up falling ill within like a day or two and then dies. Mm -hmm. And I think what it is is it's from touching this being with its skin and then getting an infection. Because obviously, if it's you know provided it's it is from you know other it's an otherworldly figure that you know obviously our immune system cannot fight off certain bacterias and things, so it's more than likely how he passed. And you know, there's no, you know, there's you know, you can't really say there's a cover up because so many people there were so many, you know, several witnesses. And uh, both military and civilian. And that Brazil apparently is like a hotbed for UFO activity, not only in this town of Varinga, but also Sao Paulo. And I forgot, there's like two other spots where they've had recorded sightings and they show footage of like these lights and everything and fairly decent camera footage. So it's, it's not like grainy like a lot of. Yeah. that stuff is so it's actually kind of cool to see this and the fact that we hadn't really heard about it uh, so these testimonials and everything these recounts of these events are very fascinating and what transpires during all this uh, between the like how the media how the, the information they put out with the media mm-hmm. to and everything the mayor of Varinga is a you know is a full believer of you know that they were visited and so you know it's at least a political figure that is not trying to cover things up even though he's only been the mayor for you know for a few years at the time of this recording uh the record this in 2021 i believe is when they filmed it um but it is it's fascinating i mean it's interesting to watch i think the one thing i just that i don't like about it is the documentarian who's interviewing these people, I think, tries to be a little too overdramatic on some of the questions. And mm-hmm. it's just like you're trying a little bit too hard type of thing. I, I don't know. It, it There are times that it's it wasn't cringy, but it was like, yeah, I'm not liking this part. Right. Um, but it is it is fascinating. There's enough. you know, uh, It's very informative at least from an eyewitness accounts and everything. It's not like something you've, it's not a UFO documentary that you've seen before, like on the history channel or something like that. It's not to deal with crazy hair going aliens, but it is fascinating. And the fact that several different people from different cities have done sketches that are the, almost the exact same Mm -hmm. without knowing each other and without having seen the others sketches. So it is uh, pretty fascinating. You know. So I like fresh, to say we're take. Ti- yep. Like I like I like to say we're tiny, tiny, tiny little specks in a ever expanding universe. So True. a lot of the stuff that we get mad about 
really kind of means little on the grand scheme of the universe. <laughs> That's true. And sometimes we just kind of need to remember that, I think, and just be kind. So, but that's just me. Um, but it was, it, I did, I did enjoy it. I, you know, it, if you're, if you're fascinated by, by this, I would definitely recommend reading it. I mean, it was three, four dollars. Um, it's worth it. So there are a couple of free options that I see. Oh, yes. Um, Crackle and Plex. Complex, yeah, which you can get with your Yo Gabba Gabba collection. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> DJ Lance Rock, we have aliens, aliens, <laughs> a a aliens, aliens. Oh. <laughs> uh, I miss that show. That's that's the one show I never got irritated my kids watching. Yeah, it's just always fun. I mean, the voices are a little high pitched and could get a bit much, but the show itself is just so wholesome and fun. Uh, yo, Gabba Gabba. All right. Uh, this week, the big one, Fast X and or 10. So, yes. Fasten your seatbelts. Yes. <laughs> Fasten your 4DX belts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This will definitely be 4DX. Haven't done that in a while. Uh, uh, me either, to be honest. I think the last one I did, I think, was Top Gun. I don't think I've done one since. I think I watched. I think Scream Six was 40x, which mm-hmm. didn't necessarily need it for that, but yeah, right, but yeah. So Fast uh, and Furious is always it's perfect. Yes, for that perfect. I may do th- I may do IMAX and then do 3D 40x, like IMAX for me, and then when I take York 40x. Yeah. Okay. So you know, gotta keep mine, up the train. We did nine and ten. For mine, it's probably the last week for. Guardians and IMAX, so I need to check out oh, Guardians yeah. and IMAX because I did RPX. Yep. It's not the same. No, <laughs> so I want to try not. to check. Yeah, I want to try to check IMAX out before they okay. pull it from that. Yep. I just like that movie. I don't know. I just keep watching clips yep. from it and just. Yes. I even went back and watched the first two, and I sent you that you picture go. of yes a detail that yep. I didn't catch the first few times I watched. I was like, oh, huh. interesting. Yep. Um. Let's see, a movie called Master Gardener, which I heard was supposed to be fairly good. Uh, let me pull that up real quick. Starring Joel Edgerton and Sigourney Weaver. It definitely what you would call, um, oh shoot, with it, counter-programming. There we go. A meticulous horticulturist who is devoted to tending the grounds of a beautiful estate and pandering to his employer, the wealthy Dowager. So it's Paul Schrader's new movie. So written and directed. Rated R, one hour, 51 minutes. So I'm sure that will be good. And then for streaming, coming out this Friday, there are two coming to HBO Max or Max, whatever. There's a Being Mary Tyler Moore documentary. Mm-hmm. And Love to Love You. Donna Summer. So those two documentaries are coming out Friday on HBO Max. Both will they will be very well. So we shall see. Yes. But I'm very much yeah. So looks like a good week. That's all I got. Um Oh yeah, I did catch up on Silo. I watched oh, yeah. the Yeah yeah. I kinda 
thins through the first three. And uh, I'm liking it so far. I'm not. Sh- I'm curious to see where they go with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm just not sure. <laughs> it's answering questions, but then presenting very much new ones. <laughs> yes. Yes. Keep you hooked in. That's for sure. That's true. It's doing a good, doing a great job with that. Yeah, I, I I see what you meant about the first episode where it's just kind of like, eh, not sure where it's going. Then the second one's like, okay, things are, you know, they're we're we're digging we we're digging here. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> right. Um, we watched uh, that's my jam. The, mm-hmm. the show with Jimmy Fallon where they get celebrities on, they play like music related games, and the best is when they have to do basically do like karaoke but it's like a a wheel that spins so you may have to do like impressionist karaoke Mm -hmm. so it matches a person up with a song and my uh, the episode we watch had uh, jenna dewan and jojo siwa that way you know grayson would want to watch against nikki glazer and uh jay farrow jay farrow got the impression one which is perfect for him yeah and then he uh he had to do Prince singing Drops of Jupiter, and it is the best thing. It is amazing. Okay. And then uh, JoJo had to do – oh, she had to do Eminem doing Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, wow. It was that, <laughs> oh, dude, she's like, how am I going to do this? And then she nailed it. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I was impressed. Yeah. Uh, but I would – and that's on, uh, we watched it on Hulu, but I've seen clips of other performances, and it's a fun show. It is a fun show. It's kind of like uh, whenever Jane Lynch did the like Hollywood Game Night and stuff like that. It's fun stuff like that. It's just, yeah, it's good, clean, family fun type stuff. And that's my jam is, yeah, it's a lot more of that. And I really enjoyed it. It's just, just so lighthearted and just fun to watch. So... I would put that on on the rec, the recommend. Okay. At, at some point there is, I saw a clip. At some point there's a Kelly Clarkson, Eric, Ariana Grande, versus Blake Shelton and somebody else. And yeah, Kelly, Kelly had to do a, a Whitney. She did two Whitneys and knocked it out because it's Kelly. So yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's but I would definitely uh, check it out recommend uh titans series finale ended on a it was okay it was okay the the ending part you know is fine but kind of leading up to i'm like it's kind of anticlimactic but it's fine it, it was fine it was fine um not the worst but it was it was fine uh and then oh the last thing he told me still very good still picking up Still a lot of questions being asked, and you're still not really sure where it's going. And I believe this coming Friday will be the last episode of the season. So I'm okay. curious how they're going to leave it off, because there's still like a lot going on. So if you haven't watched yet, I still, if you like a good mystery uh, and trying to follow breadcrumbs and solve mysteries, then you will like that show on Apple TV+. Plus. Cool. Okay. I definitely have it on my list. Yep. And, uh, like, you know, TV shows takes me a minute to get into. Yeah. And that's but um, uh, I definitely have it added to my list. There you go. 
Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yep, I guess that's it, man. Yeah, I have nothing else to <laughs> add this week. There we go. Awesome. Well, we hope everybody enjoys what's left of the month of May. <laughs> already. It's going to go by fast. Yep, boom, boom. Fitting to be June already. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope everybody has an amazing week and hope everyone watches watches some amazing movies and don't forget about the uh, writers guild of America strike still going on. Do whatever you can to support Emus, just sharing the story or a tweet and just kind of getting the word out because what's happening to them with streaming and everything and just residuals and just these mini rooms, the amount of work they have to put in for what little time and what little pay they get from it. It's just not right. right. And you know, first it starts with Writers Guild, SAG after is next. And yeah. uh, I read one person's chain where they were getting residuals from, you know, a major network, one of the five major networks was uh, whenever they like re air stuff, she was getting 3,600. And now they're talking about with the new putting on streaming platforms and stuff, $40. <clears throat> yeah, mind you. You know, as, as she put it, you know, mind you, they are paying, you know, it's going to a to a uh, streaming service that you pay for and they still run ads. So they're right. still getting money from ad revenue and from streaming. But you're saying you can't pay the, the residuals for that because, like you know, losing money. It's like the video you sent me about with Snoop Dogg yeah. going about it. Like, yeah. A billion streams of either a movie or a TV show or a song. How do you translate that to money? And yeah. because I, you know, who it, obviously we know, like, what was I was looking it up. They said depending on the contracts people have, that kind of determines yeah. what get paid. Yeah. But it's different box office, and you know, artists they can go on tour and get money. But exactly. you know, if, if they're selling millions of records or getting millions and billions of streams. That's a translate to to money as well. Yes. Not no, not exactly. forty bucks. <laughs> that's right. that's it's like chump change. <laughs> yep. Like here, you got some gas money. <laughs> like barely that nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so everybody keep that in mind while we talk about this content about you know stuff we see on streaming and sometimes it sometimes it translates. You know, you get what you pay for. Like yeah, you know. Sometimes still, you get you got, quality, sometimes you just get quantity. True. And then, like, you get these companies making all this money, and they just have this money, but the people that put in the content, that are actually working on the content that they're using, they're yes. not really getting much on the back end with their worth or what they've earned. Yep. And that's, that's yes. yeah. That's unfair. I mean, yeah, because you got quality writers right now. Next yeah. thing you're just going to be having, just <laughs> picking people off the street, like, hey, write this, you know, your quality's going to go down basically. Well, they're trying to get that. Their whole thing is they can get AI to do it. And yeah, like, that's lazy. Not, that's well, I mean, it might be cost effective, but you're not going to get anything. It once you get computers to write your stories about humans. Yeah. Instead of getting, you're, you're just taking away everything. You're taking True. away the human element. Yeah, of that, someone's passion and, you know, their, desire and putting their their you know whole heart into something can't do that with a computer 
that's true because I got sent, you know, a link to that, that chat GPT stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I tinker with it, but I'm like, man, this is bad because <laughs> yeah. you can literally just put a few prompts in and like write your whole story and just there you go. And it's like, yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just like ask random questions. I mean, I even did the whole yeah. thing. Like, here's a story about this person and this, that, what you got. Yeah. And it did that, you know, it wrote so much and then you can actually write little cues to continue it i'm like no that's just it makes it'll make people lazy in a Mm -hmm. way it's not yeah it's not good everything's going ai you got people the goal goal is not to wind up like wally (laughs) our goal is not to wind up like wally yeah you have these these artists releasing songs together but it's ai they're using ai to make the voices and i'm like so now I'm going to start questioning everything I'm listening to. <laughs> yeah. Like, is this really them or is it's getting a little, it's getting interesting out there. It, yeah. Yeah. Have a great yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody needs to get what they're, what they're, what they've earned. Yeah. Nobody should be shortchanged. Never. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.